Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Raised by Giants, where we talk all things spirituality. I'm Ryder Lee. Tonight, we have returning guest Dean McMurray. But before I introduce him, be sure to check out Honey Colony website for amazing products like Superior CBD, Colonial Silver uh, Elixir and Maker, energy supplements, health and beauty products, and a bunch of other really great ethically sourced products. I've used their Superior CBD and a Silver Elixir every day for the past two years with my own money and it's done wonders for me. And if you use promo code RBG10, you'll get 10% off your entire order. The links are below in the description. Go over there, check it out and browse all of their products. I know you'll find something you like. So without further ado, we have Dean McMurray. He is known as the military medium. Dean is an internationally acclaimed psychic medium healer, dowser, and ordained minister. Hello, and welcome back to the show, Dean. How have you been doing, brother? Hey, Ryder. Thanks for having me back on, and it's always a pleasure to be on your program. I've been really great, actually, Um, kind of uh, trying to... uh, get back to exercising and, and, uh, uh, some stuff going on, but yeah, it's, uh, life's been good. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on my show really last minute. Uh, that's really awesome of you. Uh, I appreciate you a lot, but since it's uh, been a while that you've been, uh, on my show, maybe give the viewers a little bit sure. uh, of a background on you and how I know it's a, a long yeah. story and it involves yeah. a, a lot no, of different things. I'll give, I'll give the short, I'll give the short uh, version and really basically what it is, is I'm a 24 year army veteran. Um, 
And uh, in the last three years of my military service is where I had my, I'll call it spiritual awakening. Um, and really what the scenario was is I had just come back from overseas tour. Um, clocks and pictures were flying off the wall. Fast forward a little time. Um, you know, we reached out to a local psychic and uh, one step led to another. And here my dead mother, or sorry, my dead grandmother um, uh, comes and visits me and physically touches me and putting me really in a state of trying to ask why me, why now, and why is this happening? And, um, and then it was, you know, it was really my grandma's way at that time of saying, you know, get your, you know, what in gear and because it's going to take you a while, it's going to take you a while to accept that you're a medium. It's going to take you a while to figure everything out and practice and get better. Um, and so by the end of the three years, um, you know, it was just a very natural transition for me to, um, go right into doing this full time. And it was interesting because I was going to work for my local VA. And so, you know, kind of do the very traditional government position and, you know, continue, continue on that retirement. Um, but the universe had other plans for me. So um, I went with the path of uh, least resistance and, you know, been doing this for over 10 years now. And it's, uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, every morning that I get up, um, you know, it's like I get to do this full time. So, um, you know, and some days it's, um, you know, uh, controlling my own schedule, but, you know, some days is a giving a grieving mother a reading. Absolutely. But other days it could be, um, you know, uh, the same old, same old, like everybody else, you know, cutting grass or, you know, spending time with a family. So yeah, doing a bunch of normal stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah normal people <laughs> have this wrap, this perception around, you know, you must lead such a fascinating life. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, uh, you know, why would they, um, you know, I, somebody, we did a film project a uh, number of years back and I was like, are you serious? People really want like, do like a, you call it a, a reality series, whatever it was. And it's like, really? I, you know, I don't feel like I live a very exciting life, even though I'm very blessed in the work aspect. Um, you know, my personal life, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm like, why would people find that, you know, like interesting. And I think a lot of us look at it like that, right. It's like, yeah, you wouldn't, you know, it'd be boring for you. Like I get up, I go to work, I, you know, I get home, spend time with the family, you know, like a cycle. And it's like, but, um, yeah, really kind of fascinating why, you know, what we see in others. And so. Yeah, I find it really interesting too. Like uh, a lot of people think that people don't have a regular full time job. Like I'm like, yo, oh, like I, right. I work, I work 50 yeah. hours a week, and I do this on the side to try and help people and bring, uh, you know, yeah. uh, other thoughts, ideas, and beliefs to the table that maybe people have never thought about before, and they they think that you know we're not uh, that we're just doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like on our free right. time, and that's not. Uh, it's not the way that, that it really works, but let's get into some of your favorite, um, 
some of your favorite psychic readings, maybe like a couple yeah. and let's get in, yeah. get into that. And uh, some of your, your favorite experiences of trying yeah. to help people in, in their psychic readings. Yeah. Well, I guess one, uh, you know, one of the memorable readings and they're all mem- memorable, I guess. Um, don't get me wrong. It just, the way that it works with me writers, it seems like when I give somebody a reading, like I'm not in a sense, you know, like when I'm channeling that information, you know, I nine times out of 10, I don't remember it. I re- maybe remember the person or their face. Um, but as far as the details, um, it's like it's flushed, right? And I don't think I want to carry all around those readings, like everybody's stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though a lot of those readings, they're just, they're beautiful validations that spirit or love never dies, but um, talking about, you know, information, whether it's family stuff, whatever. And, um, but I, I, you know, focusing on one that I do remember one of them specifically talking about I uh, was doing a gallery, a, a public gathering reading. And um, before um the the gallery i was like you know kind of asking spirit if you will and saying why don't you come forward with something really unique i would like to lead with that you know and and so this older lady in spirit stepped forward and she's just it was the sweetest lady she just grabbed my hand she goes oh dean she goes just bring up the bake you know the the joke about the baked beans and fruit salad and i'm like what the heck is going on And so I was like, okay, well, either I'm going to be laughed out of this, (laughs) you know, public event or, and so I wrote it down and that was one of the, you know, I described the lady. um, And then I, you know, went into what she shared about the baked beans and the fruit salad. And I said, can anybody here validate who this is? And there was a, there was a lady, I suppose in her, oh, her early thirties, right. And she a little hand, like trying to, I don't want to be the one, but that's mine. And she, um, connected with, and she was like, well, that lady clearly is my grandmother. And I said, well, we're all wondering like, what's the family joke with the baked beans and the fruit salad. And she shared, she was like, well, I'm not too sure about, uh, the baked beans, but she goes, the fruit salad, um, she's talking about my aunt who is still very much living. And she said, because every time that she makes fruit salad, she adds water to it. And uh, everybody's kind of like scratching their head, like, why would she add water? And I was like, well, you got us all sitting on the edge of our seats. Like, why does she add water to her fruit salad? And she goes, she believes it's diet when she adds water. And of course, it just the sheer hilariousness of it, just, you know, everybody's just laughing. And, and uh, so there was something that, um, you know, I still remember that uh, one that it was just, the, the funniness. And, and the other one, I think was during the same gallery. Um, there was a lady, um, that validated this, her grandmother that I was connecting to. And, uh, I said, grandma 
talking is talking about jail. I said, and making bail. I said, did you, did grandma bail you out of jail? And she was a more, how, how do we say more robust, right? And she was like, no, <laughs> I bust the grandma out of jail. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be such a good, great reading. Cause I'm like, oh, now I'm looking forward to it. Because I was like, now we here we have this little itty bitty lady that was just a total badass. <laughs> and she broke all these laws and stuff as far as just being a hellraiser. And uh, yeah, it, it was just, I was like, oh my God, you can't make this stuff up. And I was like, craziness. And uh, so some of those, you know, there's those that make you laugh. You know, there's the the readings that, that I do for families that have lost children that, you know, make afterwards, make me as a dad, um, you know, hug my kids a little bit tighter or go up and say, you do know that I love you, right? Or that I'm proud of you or, you know, and so these are mere lessons that are mirrored back to me, um, you know, afterwards, after the fact that I reflect on this, if it touches me. And, you know, in all the other moments of whether it's a, a, a dying, uh, I had the honor of doing a, uh, a reading for a family, they were all present, but to a, 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 a fellow army veteran that was in a hospice unit, he was dying. And uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the wife wanted me to do a reading, um, not only for the family, but for him. So in the same room, um, talking about, uh, it was her hopes of him getting validation and knowing that when it's his time to cross over that, you know, the angels would be there, his mom, you know, the different, and, uh, that was one that will, I'll never forget. Um, just because the uniqueness of the, you know, the humbling aspect of being there, um, in this hospice unit with uh, this veteran and then of course his entire family and um, you know, just the, uh, the energy of the situation. And, uh, but it was really just a beautiful time. And it was like, wow, you know, I get to be, I get to play a small part in that. And to me, I'm like, how, you know, how, how the hell did I get so lucky? Right. And, uh, so, yeah, so that's something that, that I think about, um, you know, so sometimes there's the very hilarious and, uh, the very, you know, somber, the very reverent, um, aspects of, of giving readings. And, um, you know, sometimes you can, can, you know, go from, uh, one, one, <laughs> one extreme to the other sometimes in a reading. So, what do most people come to you for as a medium, Dina? Validation. Validation. Well, is it Validation. more of like uh, them trying to come to you to speak to a uh, past family member? Right. Or, or yep. are they coming to you for um, something that they lost or that they need to find? or uh, All something of the like above. That? But okay. what, it, what it boils down to, because I've been asked this question several times and I'm like, you know, and it feels like I'm all over the board answering the question because there's you know, depending on how long the session is, they might have a lot of questions, right? Um, but usually a person is looking for validation, you know, validation 
uh, their life's past, you know, or the partner that they're with now, say they had a, a mom or dad or a grandma or somebody that passed prior to them. Um, that was their go-to. They always got the approval from them on their relationships. They, you know, all that stuff, life stuff. And so, you know, I've had people that, you know, um, wanted to know if they, uh, approved of his, uh, a gentleman, uh, that was in the closet, uh, about his sexuality, uh, back when his dad was still alive. Cause he knew that his dad wasn't open to that. So he never opened up to him and about him being gay. And then, of course, after his, his dad's passing, he ended up getting married to his, you know, then husband. And um, he wanted to know it was interesting because he didn't even verbalize it. But um, his dad came forward, you know, telling him that he approves and all this. And so it's just crazy this, you know to be able to be, um, it's crazy cool, meaning um, that I get to be part of that. Um, how much you know, of so this, how, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. How much of this do you think is them actually seeking the approval and wanting the validation and they're inadvertently creating the validation mm-hmm. on their end and it not actually being, uh, because we know that our thoughts create our reality, right? So if you're seeking yeah. approval and seeking validation somewhere, you're going to get it. I don't know if that and, question. And makes sense yep. Me. Nope. I get that. Um, we see that with what I call reading junkies. <laughs> That's the, the label that I jokingly gave, you know, so for example, if I was somebody that loved to get psychic reading, any kind of reading maybe, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, you see people going to reader after reader after reader after reader i mean literally they'll go to every reader maybe in an expo or and that's cool if that's your thing i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but if you know i always um sometimes there's been times where i've questioned those people and i've been quite literal in their face going what the hell are you here for And because I'll pick up that they have just been looking and saying, well, I'm looking for a specific answer saying, how many times do you want to hear the same answer? And so they're looking for validation in a box. And when validation comes, because you talk about, you know, uh, wanting a certain outcome, right? A lot of times it's around, could be finance or love or it's like, I want that person to be the one, you know, and uh, because our ego tells us we must have this certain outcome for whatever reason. And so now we're attached to an outcome that that emotional attachment. And, you know, it's it's interesting because when you get these folks are saying, I don't like that answer, <laughs> a new one. And it's like, well, how many times do you want to hear, you know, it's not a good match. It's not a good match. It's not a good match. And then if the energy changes, maybe on reading 100 a little bit, be like, "Mm, you might, there might be, you know, like you get in that grayish, you know, kind of hard to read energy. And it's like, you, you were told 99 times prior, you know, probability tells you, (laughs) you know, 
that even if you're reading the energy of fluctuates, there might be a time where you're in alignment with that partner or whatever. And then if that's the one that you're going, you know, if you're not going to listen to intuitive advice or your intuition, why, why even listen? You know, it's like, no, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. It's like telling a toddler, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't no, don't touch it. And then what are they, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, um, so, you know, that's one. Yes. And that, and when we can sway the outcome, unless. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The reader is very non-partial. They're, they're not connected. Understand that, you know, but... If the person isn't satisfied, they're going to go and get another reading or they're going to try to validate what they're feeling. And that happens actually quite often. Um, so, yeah, I think that, yeah, it's a, a great answer. So whenever you're connected with the individual that you're doing a reading on, are you seeing and hearing the family member that's speaking through it? Is the family member speaking through you or are you hearing the family member telling you what to say to the individual that's trying to get the reading? I'm uh, they don't speak through me. Um, it, you know, it's more me um, listening to them, feeling, um, looking, you know, what I can see, um, you know, what is uh, what is manifesting for me in my mind's eye. Um, so when it comes to that aspect, that's, you know, a lot of times too is, um, you know, talking about, uh, yeah, as far as reading the energy around somebody or, or something or, you know, so, yeah, so it's a, it's a combination, but they answer your question. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So have you ever done any work for uh, missing persons or uh, anything like that through your remote yeah. viewing work? Can yeah. You speak on so, that? So um, did some uh, volunteering with a nonprofit organization um, called Find Me. They're still out there. Find Me is out there. Um, and they work with psychics, mediums, uh, remote viewers, dowsers all around the world. So energy workers, we'll just call it. Um, they have a very vast network and they, uh, where they just send out a case file, um, uh, by email to the, to the members. And then you have so long to respond. Um, so yeah, I've done some there. I've done some, 
you know, people have, I have had um, previous clients reach out to me. Uh, one, I think it was her cousin, um, went missing in the Niagara Falls area. And um, unfortunately, that one did not end up like we wanted um, because they still haven't recovered her as, as far as I know. Um, so, um, but which is very common in the falls area, unfortunately. Um, so did you so see what, did you see what happened to her though? Did they, did they have any idea what happened to her? And it, well, to it's, uh, so all the, everything was pointing towards suicide, um, as far as jumping. Um, and I said, and I, and of course I wasn't evidently the, the family had reached out to, or whatever resources I reached out to several other psychics or mediums. So, you know, a lot of different stuff could get validated. And, uh, you know, I wasn't the only person that said, no, nah, she didn't jump like she was pushed. And um, so, yeah, so it's, um, but everything with the, with the police, they were saying that, um, that she jumped. So just very sad. So. So since we're on the uh, the remote viewing topic, I, I've really been wanting to get someone to talk talk about remote viewing because I find it really really interesting and in yeah. how people can send their consciousness out uh, and and see something past events or future events or events that could uh, you know be happening right now in this very moment and uh, it's. Uh, I watched a documentary called uh, Third Eye Spies. I don't know if you've uh, watched that documentary, but it's I, on. I, I don't know if I have. What's that on? Is that? Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, but oh. um, it kind of goes into the, the history of remote viewing and how the nice. uh, CIA uh, started uh, developing a, uh, a secret um, uh, remote viewing uh, wing of the uh, three-letter agency and uh, to, because they figured out that the Soviet Union was doing uh, remote viewing and they thought that they were, you know, uh, behind them. So they uh, created the, uh, the remote viewing section of uh, the CIA. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's very interesting because I think remote viewing has uh, kind of been lumped in with the, the psychic phenomenon because, it, and it's hard to tell the difference between, a, a remote viewing or a, a psychic vision, because I've had uh, scenarios like that uh, in my life that um, I've kind of uh, lumped into the category of uh, a psychic vision too. But it was really, I think that I was remote viewing uh, something like a, a future event. Like I've had a bunch of events like that, that, that I've happened, that I've seen the event before it happened. And I thought that maybe that was like a, a psychic psychic or an intuitive thing, but I actually saw the image of it happening. I'm, I think that I talked to you uh, about this in our last interview where I saw the, you know, the, the boat, uh, someone getting in an accident with a uh, kayak and a boat. And then I went out anyway, and it turned out that I was the one that got hit by the boat and flipped oh, over yeah. in the kayak. But I think that that was a remote viewing because i literally saw the the image and the scenario happen before it even right. happened so what's some of your uh remote viewing experiences and and how right. uh has that impacted uh you and your work yeah yeah some uh remote viewing stuff uh, i'm trying to think um so one that i can 
kind of talk about um, was casework that I was doing for a friend. Um, she owns a uh, organization that does um, has she she basically was was given divinely downloaded a uh, a, a modality basically it's a he, it's a energy modality um, and which was really cool and it was interesting because the organization at the time was dealing with like you know the the uh, supposed or proposed idea like you know that could cure in a sense and i know the dangers of saying with cure but um of actually putting a hamper on like things like autism and all these different things right like really making like a, a crazy impact in the world and it was interesting she was like you're gonna think i'm crazy but she was like i feel that the government is somehow like spying on me or, and I was like, you know, honey, they're all spying on us, you know, kind of type deal. But, um, but she felt that there was something more like she wasn't getting restrictions from like IRS or different like constraints, but she felt like she in a sense was being watched more because she was doing this work. And she said, is there something that you could do? And I was like, I guess I could see. And so basically I did a, um, a remote or like in a, in a, in a sense, reverse um, remote viewing. So, you know, if you read some of those books, you talk about, um, you know, counter spying, counter remote viewing, basically spying on each other. Um, and so basically, and that's what it was and, you know, um, and then also like, uh, being taken basically we're projecting into like different bunkers and different things like that, as far as, um, where they were doing, um, like consciousness testing and, and kind of their own version of their lab or whatever. And crazy enough, um, I was doing research uh, via the computer and like unknown army bases that, you know, just weird name, like from World War II, but they're still very much in play, right? And there was one, I don't even remember what state it was, um, but they used to test um, specifically um nuclear biological chemicals. So that's where they did all the, you know, like all the testing, I'm sure from mustard gas and all the, they send, send all the chemical, not, um, they send a lot of the chemical guys there. And, you know, so all that uh, testing and all that stuff. And one of the things I was kind of looking at the ranges and there was this barn. It was a, it was an old school barn and I was like, that is so weird. Like you don't see barns like on base. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, but it was out in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's it. That's the entry point for this underground, you know, one of uh, the underground uh, facilities for that area. And it was, and it was interesting because not long after that viewing, I actually did a class um, 
And there was a bunch of people in the class and I had them do a, I, I just felt guided to do it. It was almost lay on the floor um, in a conference room, head to head, right? So you make like a star, right? People all around. And where we talked about where I led them through a guided meditation, but in a sense they did, um, they did their own remote viewing. And uh, then I, you know, and then afterwards I asked them, you know, where did you go? And it was crazy because they were like, we were in this barn and then, you know, and then we were underground and it was cool because it was giving me validation of what I was, you know, what I had experienced. And I was like, and they had no idea that I did this remote viewing for this friend or this client um, previously. And it was just, was pretty cool. So, um, you know, those are, you know, there's been other times too, with the remote viewing of, um, you know, just seeing things like almost like flashes or little moments, but like you're standing, you know, as close as I am to the keyboard and like, Oh, Hey, I'm getting a snapshot of that. Okay. You know, for whatever reason I was, you know, I did see a little bit or whatever. So, so what was your first remote viewing experience? How, how did you, uh... you know, the very first one um, was when I was, uh, I was washing dishes, actually. It seems me and dishes. I don't know what's up with that when I have these spiritual things, but um, so no, I was washing dishes during the day and my wife had went to this conference or whatever it was. And there was an individual there that, uh, well, all of a sudden I had a vision while I was washing dishes of my wife talking to this other lady. And I saw like I was hovering right above them. And all I heard was this lady say, yeah, Dean should do that. Meaning me should do that. That's all. That's all. I heard that sentence, but I got all the details, like, you know, what everybody was wearing, like, all that. And so when my wife came home, I said, Hey, question for you was so-and-so there. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, was she wearing this? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you're not going to believe this. So I told her the, the scenario. And then I heard, yeah, Dean should do that. And she goes, Oh my God. She was like, um, so they, and basically, obviously, yes, they were talking about me and there was, I think a opportunity that was given to me and I wasn't sure whether to take it at the time. And, uh, this individual told her, yeah, Dean should do that. And, um, I was like, wow, there's a glitch glitch in the, in the matrix here, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so that was my very first remote viewing, um, you know, as far as seeing something happening in real time, it's, you know, and the second one um, that was very vivid and it was, it was some time because it was very fascinating to me. I was like, how, you know, what was that? You know what, you know, and of course I had start hearing about, you know, the CIA projects and, you know, remote viewing and what spiritualism, you know, says about it and all that. But, um, I was still kind of dancing out in the shadows with it, so to speak. And so really the second opportunity I had 
was um, more about uh, where I was sitting, uh, just doing meditation. And it was like, it was very interesting because I was sitting in, in, in her old home uh, where I have my lazy boy. I was uh, in the in the living room. I was meditating. And every time I breathed in, it was like this electric, electric wave that uh, you know, washed over me and it wasn't unpleasant. It was actually very soothing. It felt nice. And so, uh, I started doing a little bit faster, like, you know, feeling like this wave of electricity washing over me. And I was like, wow, you know, what is this? And I was just kind of, um, focusing on this breath and on this, you know, this feeling. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, snap of a finger type deal that I was physically awake because I wasn't asleep prior. I had my eyes physically open, um, but I was sitting in a Victorian era like parlor, which was very weird. And I was looking at all the teacup like I was, you know, it was almost you think of virtual reality. That's what it felt like. And it was like almost where I wanted to reach out and touch stuff, right? And just the details of the, like the teacups and everything. And then watching people um, walk around like in tails and just very, uh, you know, just very formal and, you know, everything. And Do you I think like, you were outside of your body during that time? or were, Yeah, were definitely. You? I, I still believe that it was, you know, remote viewing, um, you know, moment. Um, I was very much conscious and, but yet it was, I know that I was physically, I shouldn't say physically, energetically, um, outside my body. I was, I was somewhere else in time. It was like Bill and Ted jumped in the, in the phone booth there, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> You know, totally in in a because it was I was like holy like I'm here, but I could feel myself sitting, you know, almost tethered right back in sitting in the chair like I could, but yeah, it was so weird. Did and things so, seem like really shiny? Did they have like a glimmer to them whenever you were in this uh, other time? No, I don't remember any. It was like if you were to look at you know, anything in real life, the same, you know, the same look, there was things were flat things, certain things were shy, you know, material reflects certain things, but yeah, it was like anything else. So, you know, any tablecloths or any material, um, you know, so the porcelain cups and, you know, all that had its normal and then as soon as, you know, that happened, then it was like, I was back and it seemed like it was forever. Cause it seems like it's almost like time literally stops and it feels like you're there for hours. It's like, how does this work? And then all of a sudden it's, you know, what been 10 minutes. It's like, no way. Like, you know, I was there all day um, or something like that, but you know, it's kind of crazy that, um, you know, having those moments. And then it was really trying to, when I got, um, when I got really, I guess, more into it, I was chasing it more. And because I really wanted to develop it. Um, 
but it seemed like the more I chased it, the further it went, um, you know, meaning it was more elusive. Um, and I think that because anytime we chase anything, we're, we're doing it with our ego. We're not doing it with our heart. It's like, why Dean, why are you chasing it? It's like, well, it would be cool. And I'd like to do that. You know, I got, you know, and it's like, that's the wrong reason. No, eh. you know, it's like, but I wasn't getting it at that stage. It was, it was like, you know, still chasing. It's like, really still, you know, until you get to the point of, um, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, letting it go and understanding that, hey, this is a huge interest of mine. If given the opportunity, here it is, you know, and I'll wait for it. I'll be patient. And sure enough, then, you know, was like, um, you know, I was introduced to my guide. I was, um, you know, for remote viewing, um, kind of stepped into some aspects of um, uh, what I call medical in- intuition or remote viewing into other people's bodies. And um, so, yeah, it was, you know, kind of um, taking it to some different levels. So, yeah, it's always fun. Does it help you to have, because uh, I know there's different ways of remote viewing. They they teach people to do it different ways, uh, you know, than people that don't do it naturally. They right. do like coordinates-based remote viewing. They do, you know, they'll put something in a box that you don't know what it's about. And then you uh, remote view and see what's in the box. Is there a certain way that helps you to be able to remote view something better is it would it be better if you had a coordinates or better uh than than not just having someone's name or an area that you're trying sure. to remove you or sure. how does that work with you well first off i'll say that i am not a remote viewing ninja i'm you know um very very still green around the ears don't want anybody listening thinking that i am some form of mm-hmm. guru in anything um i'm still a student right um and will be till the day I die. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I guess I've done in a couple different ways over the years. One, it was more in with direct intent going into meditation and then focusing on, you know, hey, I'm with the intention that I'm going to do remote viewing, but yet allowing how that happens, um, and kind of allowing the universe or spirit to, you know, allow me to do that in any way, you know, whether it's all of a sudden having a meditation where I'm flying and then, you know, where I'm all of a sudden appear somewhere or whether it's, you know, me seeing every step of the road. I don't really use, I don't use coordinates. Um, I don't work like that. I don't work the, the mil. you think the militaristic, it was too dry for me. I've actually tried to read those manuals and way that they, and I just hurt my head really. And I was like, why has it got to be that difficult? It's not that, you know, it's all energy. 
it's like, I just got to learn what, uh, it's so like, you got to learn what road to drive. Right. And, um, you know, so we can train ourselves to be able to do it. Um, but that makes sense. It's like flexing a muscle, right? You want to yeah, keep working exactly. out the muscle and then eventually you'll, you'll get good at it. And it's like, you know, right. working out, but, um, I had an experience, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago where I was with my dad and a cousin of ours, a distant cousin. And there was a meteor shower one night and we drove up to this graveyard where her uh, family and her dad and her mom and everyone is buried and uh, to try and see the, the meteor shower that was on top of this hill. And she started talking about her dad and I received a vision uh, or what I'm now understanding is a remote viewing of her dad. Uh, she never mentioned his name, what he looked like. He was just, she was just talking about him, you know, and I saw what he looked like, what he wore and what his name was. And I told her this stuff and like, she started crying. She started breaking down. And uh, I was like, well, I've, you know, never really done that before. It just kind of popped into my consciousness and, what was really interesting about it was that I was able to tell her because she asked me what her name was and I didn't know, you know, what his name was. I just told her what he looked like and what he wore. And he always wore a handkerchief in his, uh, in his left pocket, uh, with bib overalls. And, uh, she was like, Oh my God, like, well, you know, what's his name? And I don't remember what I told her, but the name that I told her was the name that, only his family uh, called him, you know, and she was like, holy crap, like, I can't believe you, you know, said the name that, uh, you know, the, the only name that, that he goes by that we call him, everyone else calls him something different, and we only call him by this name. So I felt like that was a very uh, interesting experience that I had, and I really haven't had any, but I don't know if that was like a impression that I was picking up on from her, because I think that I'm very uh, intuitive and empathetic to whenever people are talking about things. And then I can, you know, uh, pick up on the things that they're talking about easier. I don't think I've ever had one out of the blue other than the one that um, happened to me with the, with the boat and the kayak that really caught me off guard. But um, I don't know if that was an impression uh, that I was picking up on whenever she was speaking or if it was a, an actual straight up remote viewing of her father and what he was wearing and his Sure, name. sure. Well, you know, sometimes too, it's, you know, what, why do we have to figure it out? Why do we, you know, that's, that's another question. It's like, it's just a blessing to be able to do that. Um, and I know that it makes our, so we understand, right, moving forward to form our understanding so we can articulate that to others and hopefully that we help them. But, um, you know, it's interesting that sometimes too is, is having the faith that, that what you had is that moment of some form of communication uh, with her deceased father uh, for what, however he steps forward for you for in this instance, you saw him in your mind's eye, um, you know, and uh, so you talk about, and in a sense, are there aspects of, of mediumship communication that are, 
you know, that you would call probably remote viewing technically because it's in a different plane of existence. Right. So if you're actually seeing it, um, you know, somehow that those images are being conveyed, whether you're there or, you know, they're here or whatever, there's, you know, there's something, um, and you have to raise your vibration and to either break the plane or, you know, to, well, you have to break the plane to connect to uh, spirit. So, you know, there is an aspect of that. So yeah. do you think a lot of this has to do with uh, our third eye and it being open to be able to remove you and have some of these uh, innate spiritual abilities that we, we are all born with. They've just been uh, turned off through social engineering, social programming, the, the things that we eat, uh, the, you know, the, the water sure, that we drink sure. and stuff like that. How, how much of this do you think has to do with the capabilities of our third eye? Because I think a lot of people yeah. have these abilities. They've just yeah. been suppressed. I think, uh, writer, that it has a lot to do with it. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I just think about understanding what I understand now and saying, you know, I've always been intuitive. Um, I just wasn't always aware of it. So as you become more aware, we know that it's like, well, what, why wasn't I before? And maybe I was at some level, right? So I'm trusting that I was. Um, however, the thing is, is that, you know, if I'm walking around for however long in life until now to, you know, not be paying attention to everything, it's like, you know, so that's the same thing if not having, you know, because of, as you shared writer, like social conditioning and stuff kind of pushing it down, right. It's that, you know, whether we have sporadic events that happen in our lives going to leave us going, God, that was so weird. You know, you're not going to, ble- but then guess what? It gets washed over with, Oh my God, do you, did you hear what the Kardashians are doing? You know, it's like, so life, whatever it is, whatever you put on top of it. But um, yeah. So do I have, do I believe that it's, you know, for some, um, that it's because their third eye is open or whatever. Absolutely. You know, does it help? Yes. Um, do I believe that that is the, you know, you have to be in that state of being to have that experience? No, I don't believe that. Um, because I believe that, you know, that we're, that we can all have, you know, we don't fit within the mold. So, we can have different experiences and, you know, whether it's like a, a tremendous flashbang boom or whether it's a whisper, um, you know, so, but yeah, I, I, I do feel that it's contributing and uh, for a lot of people that are in the state of awakening or have been awake for quite some time, writer and, and with their consciousness, um, you know, I think it's kind of normal. We start playing around with this. Like, what else can I do? You know what, you know, if I push myself, my, my state of being and my, my state of consciousness, what, what can I do? Like, oh my God, now I'm out. Like I was really like, you know, it's like the first time you drive right by yourself. And it's like, oh my God, I was outside the house, like driving, you know, it's like, so it gets addicting. It's a sense of new freedom. 
And so, you know, comparing that to a teenager with the, with the new set of keys, it's, you know, you explore with it and saying, you know, where can I go? What can I do? What can I view? Um, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a cool thing. It's, it's interesting what you can do with energy and how you can use it. Yeah, I believe that we, we're energy beings and everything holds a yeah. frequency, right? Our words hold a frequency. The table holds a frequency. The inanimate yes. objects hold a certain frequency, right? And But I think that because you brought up intuition there and yeah. what, I'm, what I'm having a difficult time with is, and I think that a lot of other people have a difficult time with their intuition is, is trusting their intuition, right? Because I'll have intuitive things uh, happen to me all the time, but really nine times out of 10, I, I normally don't listen and I don't understand why I don't listen, you know, and, and I end up doing it anyway. And, and and one of these days I'm going to learn and I'm going to learn probably the hard way. And a lot of the times it's, it's been the hard way, but still the, the thing happens that I know that I shouldn't do. And I was warned about it earlier, but I do it anyway. Right. And I don't understand why I, I keep doing it. And that's a problem that I think a lot of people have because our body responds to a lot of events that happen in our reality. Right. It's like, like whenever I have an intuitive thing, right. I feel it in my gut. Right. And uh, I normally see the thing that, that is going to happen. And whenever I have a fear, I feel it in my chest. And I don't know if that's how, uh, you know, everyone works because everyone's different, right? Right, right. But that's how it operates with me. So when I know when I feel something in my heart, then it's a fear. When I know I feel something in my gut, I know it's my intuition. But I'm having a hard time uh, trusting my intuition. Hmm. And again, I don't know why, because almost every single time I'm proven right and that I should have went with my intuitive instinct. But for some reason, I just don't. So is there anything that uh, you can well. help somebody <laughs> that is worried, that is going through yeah. these intuitive things to help them trust? Well, and, you know, and, and, and that is such a common, that is such a common theme for, you know, the number one failure of, of people when developing their intuition is exactly that lack of faith, lack of trust mm-hmm. in their intuition and like you said, you know, you get proven wrong. It's like, see, I told you, see, I told you. It's like, ah, I knew, I know, I know, you know. And so, um, so here's what I share. And this is what I share with my students um, when we cover intuition is it's a long play or is it, it's a long game, right? So developing your intuition is a lifelong thing. You're always building trust. You're always building faith with your intuition because it's going to lead you through some scary areas. So talking about life. So you could be deathly ill, but if you get um, intuitive, you feel with 100% within your bones, however you know truth is, right, with your intuition, maybe for you, right, or in your gut, right? You feel in your gut that X, Y, Z course of action is the right action, but every everything else, logic tells you to go with the other option, right? And it's like sometimes when you're, when it comes to health and finances, 
we don't want to be wrong because fear creeps in. What if I'm wrong? What if I'm, you know, what will other people, you know, there's all the stories that filter through our ears and whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, Cause we're all human and we all have them. Um, but the thing that I would share is start really small and you make a commitment to it saying, you know, at least once today, at least once, if not more, I am going to listen to my intuition. And so even if you get a gut feeling that you need to say, you always go down a certain uh, street or whatever, and you feel in your gut that, um, that you're supposed to take a different turn. It's almost like somebody, you know, it's this guiding your arms, so to speak, instead of getting mad saying, you know, what kind of, Oh, we're supposed to go down here today. Okay. You know, why, you know, what's down here? What's, what am I? And it's almost proposing a different question. Like, you know, how am I to serve today? Instead of looking, it's almost, you know, asking, how can I serve today? Instead of this is how I'm going to serve today. And how do, you know, how do I show up? But um, back to your intuition is, you know, starting small and trusting because that's really, there's, you know, it's going to come times where it's really scary. It really is. And you have to make a decision. Um, and even if the answer intuitively turns your guts, it's like, oh, it's just, I feel so sick, you know, to make this, uh, this decision. But sometimes, you know, in your heart of hearts, it's the right one. And we don't want to make that decision because, you know, a lot of reasons. And so a lot of times we don't, unless you start off small. <clears throat> and then when you get to those big, you know, scary moments, you can go, let's take it. Let's take a moment. Let's breathe. Turn around and look behind you. Look at all the times you trusted your intuition because it's a confidence builder, right? Your intuition has shown that every time you have listened to it, it was the right choice, whether right away it showed you that or down the road, right? So it's like you are following divine breadcrumbs. It's like, yep, you know, pick up another, you know, it's like you just, you know, going down the trail. So, you know, if you or anybody else out there having a hard time trusting, start off small and make a, you know, maybe it's a 30 day um, little plan where you, you know, start off trusting uh, what you're getting, you know, what is it? And it, it could be around a certain situation. It could just be randoms and, you know, whatever comes to you intuitively, then follow it, you know? I think my thing is my curiosity, right? Whenever I get an intuitive message of uh, not to do something, my curiosity peeks in and I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, wonder what that thing is that I'm not supposed to be doing, right? Right. And then right. I go and do it anyway. And then I find out and I'm like, oh man, I should have done the other thing. <laughs> right. Every well, time. <laughs> sometimes too, it's like in our minds, we're making the story that if we don't do it, like, something will implode or, and it could be something very minor. It's like, you know, it could be, you know, make sure you put your keys, you know, like, or something about your keys. And maybe it's about being mindful, 
because maybe you end up locking your keys, I don't know, in the car, something, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to pick something minor, but whatever it is, sometimes it's not, you know, it's not like, oh my God, somebody got deathly ill or, you know, but it's, it's interesting when we, you know, listen and when we don't, um, what happens. And I, you know, like you said, writer, you, you start seeing a pattern. It's like, oh, I should have listened. And, you, you know, you can start an intuition binder too. You can write down what your, you know, hey, I'm, whether it's guidance around something or, you know, actions, guided actions, what you, what you did. And then, you know, you can look back on it and say, you know, even though I was trying to listen to my intuition, my ego was louder and I didn't want to listen. Right. We get back to the, the aspect we were talking earlier that we want a certain outcome and it's like, Oh, you know, so we do something or say something or buy some, whatever it is, but we know that it's outside that realm of what we're supposed to be doing. And then it comes back to, you know, again, the kind of showing you, it's like, Oh, I should have listened <laughs> Yeah, our our expectations, right? Like yeah, a lot of people have ex- uh, yeah. very high expectations of something and they've put it in their mind that that's the way that it's going to be. And then whenever it's not like that, they uh, get triggered or they get emotional about the uh, experience and then they end up doing right. things they didn't uh, intend on doing. Or it could work the opposite. They could have very uh low expectations surrounding something and then uh it turns out better than what they were expecting and i i think that it's either one or the other right they and both are equally as dangerous but the uh i think a lot of people have well for me personally i normally go in with very low expectations because I like being surprised, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, if this works out good, then awesome. Then, then great. Then I'll be, you know, I'll have the element of surprise and I'll be happy, but I don't think that's the way to go about it either. I think the, the expectations should be going in is, is neutral in in every experience. So that if way, you you, can. Can, if you're not let down, <laughs> if you're not let down, then it's, then it's easy. And then if it's greater than what you expected, then, right. then awesome. But I know right. that's a very difficult thing to do. I, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that it's easy. You know, a lot of the things that I speak about aren't easy. I might make them seem like they're easy, but it, it's right. really not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like the old saying, individual results may vary, right? It's like everybody's in a different space and, um, you know, just honoring that I think is, is huge. So for my uh, last topic, uh, before I let you go, I know you need to uh, be doing some other things and I appreciate you coming on last minute again. Um, what's going on with your book that you were writing? I know that uh, you were writing a, <laughs> uh, a book before the last time we, uh, yeah. we spoke. So how's that coming along? That that thing's been going on now, Ryder. Good Lord. How is that? that I, I think it's got about six inches of dust on it. Um, <laughs> The project's taken a backseat. It has for for a number of years. It's a love hate thing, um, and and I know that I've got validation like over and over. Like write a book, write a book, write a book, um, and uh, that's something that still I think actually it's on my board here to uh, write and um, 
So maybe that your question is validation for me to mirror back saying, I need to be working on the damn book. So um, nothing new to report. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly when I get to that point, um, I'll definitely be, you know, sharing that from the rooftops because that'll be a, a long time uh, project. Is it going to be about your, your experiences and, uh, in your life or are you going to be talking that, that, about other things? Yeah. That was the original thought was like, you know, the military medium or from the military to the, I, you know, I haven't really set on a, a title, but basically in a sense, you know, going into telling my story, but really going into the weeds, right. Telling, um, moments in time, um, from, you know, some moments in Afghanistan to, um, you know, in, in my development, obviously, and, and just conversations that I remember and, and that were very pivotal for me in my development. Um, and then, you know, and obviously then some of the readings and everything that um, experienced, um, because I really looked at it and over the years, um, I've had, you know, talking to other well, publishers and, and other authors. And they're like, you got more than one book in there. That's, that's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, good Lord, I don't even have the first one out yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, what comes out of it? I really don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, obviously it's, it's, uh, it's something that's always on the radar. <laughs> it's that one project that everybody has, uh, you know, they have that back burner project and that's, that's been, uh, that's been my back burner project. Of course. I, that was my original thought before I even started this show was to write a book. And I had like five chapters done. And then I was like, Oh, well, people need something more immediate, you know, and I, I need to be, you know, getting this out uh, in a different sure. kind of platform. So I started this podcast, but I do have uh, another question uh, for yeah. you really quick before I let you go. And I might be blanketing a lot of things and we could probably talk about this for another hour, but I just kind of wanted to get your, your thoughts on the, uh, the ET phenomenon and the, the UFO phenomenon. And if you've had any contact with, uh, with any specific ET races, or if you have seen uh, a UFO or anything of that nature, sure. and if they are here to help and, and guide us and to expand our consciousness and to awaken the public, or do they have a different kind of agenda? I know that's a very loaded question, yeah, but I know. Uh, yeah. Well, so from my experience, um, really my first, and I got to share this because you know, it took quite a bit for me to embrace that I was a medium first off, right? And then try to, you know, figure out what all this meant and go on my journey and blah, blah, blah. But I was not, I was not ready because to be a big believer in all things extraterrestrial. Um, a lot of these holistic expos that I was attending early on in my development um, was when I started doing readings um, was you know, of course, there's a lot of people that have an interest in extraterrestrial too. And so there was a lot of those folks there with, um, with those booths, educating, you know, all that. And I actually got into a conversation with the lady, it was more listening and it was, and, uh, talking about Palladians, talking about, um, uh, other 
entities and everything else. And, um, you know, at the time I was like, okay, you know, I was, and I, here I am a guy that talks to dead people, you know, kind of going, okay, you know, kind of giving you the, all right there. Um, but I couldn't quite go there. And really, so I gave myself the, the permission to say, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be cynical to anybody. I, you know, here I am talking to dead people, but um, I was like, well, you know, if you can't quite go there yet with talking about um, ETs and all those folks, then just, you know, until you have your own experience, just keep an open mind and we'll go from there. Um, when I had a client actually sometime down the road, had a client uh, contact me to do a cleansing within his home. And here, long story short, he had a uh, reptilian possession. He was, he was possessed by, you know, a reptilian entity. And um, it was very baffling. It was something that I hadn't dealt with before. Um, and I was like, holy cow, you know, like, what do I do? And so that was my immersion into dealing with extraterrestrials. Um, and, you know, and since then, you know, we've, I've dealt with, um, you know, talking about implants to um, a basically a galactic, you think of like a um, umbilical cord attaching to people like um, almost sucking energy in a sense. Um, it was really quite interesting. So I think there's a lot of different races among us uh, or even within our, you know, same realm of being, although to most people, they're not aware of their presence. Um, and, you know, whether they use us for as a host or whether they're using our energy or whatever, they're coexisting right alongside of us. Um, and there has been times also in the past where, you know, I've assembled while well, really it's not me. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't call them, but, um, it was more of a panel or a board of higher consciousness. Um, so there was some extraterrestrials or some guardian angels, um, you know, a bunch of different entities, um, that were, like on an advisory board for me in a sense. Um, so, you know, kind of going down that rabbit hole and having an experience that was unique for me. Yeah, I, I completely believe in that. I believe that there's more than one race of extraterrestrial. I believe that, you know, and not all of them are nice, just like humans, right? Um, and it really comes down to intent. Some want to help, some have an agenda and some are straight up assholes. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So there are some on, on the aspect of that you don't even want a very manipulative, that reptilian, like, um, very much looking for a host. They don't care. Um, that type deal. Um, and do you think that, do you think that a lot of them are physical entities or non-comporical entities or do you think that they have an ability to transfer their consciousness into another 
living, breathing being, because you, you mentioned the, the reptilian possession that yeah. almost sounds like a, like a, a, a consciousness transfer of some sort, right? Maybe they live yeah. in a, uh, maybe they do have a physical body, but they have the ability to separate or break off their consciousness or maybe even their soul on a certain level to inhabit, to try to inhabit a, 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 a human being or maybe a, another kind of entity. Because my thoughts on it uh, as of recently have been that I think that a lot of these ETs and a lot of these extraterrestrials are all the same entity, right? Mm -hmm. And they have the ability to put on a different skin. Like they have different skins lined up in their closet, like we have clothes, right? And they're able to transfer their consciousness into this, uh, this other skin or this other uh, doll, right? I, I would call them dolls, right? They have a okay. bunch of dolls just kind of lined up yep. and they have the ability to pick whatever doll that they want to be that day. And then they can be that race of beings sure. for however long they want until they yeah. take off that doll. I don't know if that yeah, makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to say that's wrong. I mean, um, I, I really don't know is the honest truth. Um, I haven't gone that far down to contemplate and try to discern for myself in, in that aspect. Um, I just know, I guess, one of the things that I do know is that there's a lot we don't know, um, you know, tremendously. And we're still trying to figure it all out. And so, you know, as far as extraterrestrials and uh, you know, spirits and a different state of being. And it's, and, you know, it's, it's like, wow, what else is there? Like, there's that, what else is there? Like, you know, it's just this magical world of, of all this stuff. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, as far as uh, all that, very possible. I, I have no idea. And there are people more knowledgeable than I, uh, in that subject matter. Um, you know, I guess I know just enough to be dangerous and do what I do, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, so, you know, it's, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's, well, it's, I guess my, I guess I can go to the, the original question was, do you think in your experience, uh, do you, do you think that they are more of a, physical being or do you think that they're more of a translucent non-corporeal being that exists in another realm or do you think that there are beings running around there on ufos like physical actual well, i think it's a mixture right so because i know for a fact that there is a lot of the in a sense the projection other consciousness into other things or other beings or whatever, taking over like a host. I do know for a fact that I have actually seen the physical changing of somebody's pupils into as a, as a reptilian. I physically see, I saw that. And so, you know, whether they're able to project that to come through, I don't know. Uh, but I do believe, I am a believer that there are spirit entities here on this planet running around at some level, whether they're, uh, you know, whether they're cloaked to us or not, I don't know. But, you know, and obviously whether they're just beamed here by consciousness or 
whether they're running around on ships. I think you have a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, why, why can't they do interstellar travel? Why can't they? And, and I know that we can as well. I know that, um, you know, a couple things for sure. I know that any one of us, um, you can go anywhere and do anything. You can be the interstellar traveler by projecting your consciousness. Uh, so can these entities, you can be physically, you know, where you visit, you know, if I'm touching this microphone, if I'm projected, like in a sense of where there's a, you could actually touch things and feel it and smell. And so when we talk about remote viewing, it's, you know, talking about projecting the energy really anywhere. It, it you know, there are no limits. So, well, thank you very much, Dean. I really appreciate you coming on and having the conversation with me. It's been uh, my pleasure. Where can uh, people find you if they would like to get a uh, psychic reading or uh, a mediumship yeah. from you? They can go to my website at deanmcmurray.com. There's a bunch of options there. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and <laughs> I don't oh, know. You else. got a TikTok? No. Yes, yes. <laughs> a couple stupid little videos out there, but uh, yeah, you'll have to go out and check it out. And it's mili the military medium on all those. Um, you know, even the website, themilitarymedium.com, teammcmurray.com, all the same place. Sign up for my newsletter, all that stuff if you want and then obviously on facebook every monday i do uh, monday messages from spirit and basically it's kind of like a community reading um you know and if it applies it's great it's uh just kind of what i'm getting for the day or for the week for you know who it whoever it applies to i guess so Awesome. All of the links to Dean's info will be in the description of this video. And I implore you to uh, go over there and check out his website and book a reading if you are so inclined. Uh, for everyone else, uh, thanks again for watching and listening. Much love to everyone in the chat. Please be sure to hit the thumbs up button to help the channel out in the YouTube algorithm. Share, subscribe, hit the bell, bell icon as well for notifications. The link to my channel on Odyssey is in the description. Uh, hit the follow button over there as a backup. And also you can catch this episode and any of my other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You can download them individually on speaker.com directly to your device for free. All the links are in the description. Thank you all so much. And thank you again, Dean, for coming on my show and sharing your knowledge and experiences. Much appreciation to you, brother. Absolutely, Ryder. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, we're not only in a spiritual war, but a war on humanity. Stay aware, stay alert, keep loving your heart for everyone. Stay safe out there. And if you can see through the illusion, you are the solution. See you guys next week.